0: anger, and abounding in love. We thank you, Father. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father draws them to me. Thank you, God, our Father, for drawing your Son to us. Thank you. Thank you, that We are no longer orphans by sons and daughters. Thank you ransom us by your blood, Lord. We worship you from here to the third heaven. We thank you, we honor you, we love you. You loved us first. I pray from today, Lord, that breakthroughs are given to them. I pray that their journey, their faith with you, is strengthened. I pray that they enlighten today in their spirit. I pray for this grace to come upon them, Lord. I pray this grace to come upon every person here. How can faithfulness be a danger? And, and, Are you not meant to be faithful? Are you not meant to be faithful to the Lord? But where does it begin? It begins where? It begins with faith. And i share something with you that will challenge you, but it will allow you to never make that mistake walking forward with the Lord. How many people feel like they're stuck? How many they're numb? How many people feel like they can't move forward? How many people feel like they're blocked? How many people feel like they can't see where God's taking them? You'll find out from today the dangers of faithfulness. And you may you may think like, where am I going with this? You're faithful until challenges come your way. When challenges come your way, your faithfulness can be destroyed. You're, faith, you're faithful until sickness comes to you. See, so you have to understand something. That's better, thank God. So, you have to understand something. <coughs> let me read this first here. I wrote them down properly. So, I'm very direct. Now, this, most of these, most of these will apply to your journey. So, let me have a read and you reflect it in your heart. Okay? And let's see where we go with this. So, you can be faithful until you go through hardship. You can be faithful until you go through trials. You can be very faithful until you face challenges. You can be very faithful until you need healing. You can be very faithful until you feel trapped. Now these are common things that a believer goes through. Yeah, I keep going. You can be very faithful until you're in a place of need and lack, and poverty is knocking on your door. Okay. Jesus name. Chrissy, you charge your batteries. No the mic's I'm gonna eat it. (laughs) So good, Chris. You can you can be very faithful until your situation is not advancing but getting worse and worse. You can be very faithful until you feel like that you're not moving forward anymore. You can be very faithful like that you're defeated. You can be very faithful until you have been praying for something and it has not come. You can be very faithful until your life is suffering so bad. See, your faithfulness doesn't produce faith. Faith produces faithfulness. Because never will you rely on your own strength when it comes to walking with the Lord and seeing results. Now, I share some testimonies that make you how cunning the flesh is when it gets in control of the spirit. Would you like to know? It's good. So it was probably five years from today, roughly. And his son had stage four leukemia. His son had stage four leukemia. And they given him from six months to live. We'll round it up there. <clears throat> and they organized the FaceTime with me, and it's crucial that you hear the Holy Spirit in these times. Don't get me wrong, by the grace of God, I do hear him in every aspect of my life. But when death is knocking on your door, thank the Lord Jesus that we have Counselor, the Holy Spirit, to guide us. So this man's from Texas, and his son had stage four leukemia and he's crying to me he said help me help me please my son is dying i've asked many people to pray in grace and he got he got all that attention because he's suffering and he was trying to draw the attention of god to him but there was an issue he asked me to pray And I was the first person, and I'm not saying this to boast, I was the first person to give him counsel in the Holy Spirit And he had all these people pray Why I say this is to challenge you Because the Holy Spirit is the game changer He's the problem solver You know this? He solves your problems He's the one that knows how to reach those places that no person can reach. And when you're connected to him, you're safe. And the guy was crying out to me, saying, help me, my son is dying, he has stage 4 leukemia. And I said to him, let me pray, and I'll see what the Holy Spirit shows me. And I started to pray, it was probably 10 minutes later, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said to the father, not the boy, because the child's under the father. Until the age of accountability, which is 12 or 13, he's under the authority of the parents. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said to, he said to him, if someone was to give you a gift, this is how the Holy Spirit spoke to the father. I said, can I ask you a question? And I said, if someone was to give you a gift, can you pay for it? Can you earn it? And he said, I can't. I said, so why are you trying to earn your son's healing? And he said, oh my God. And he said to me, I've opened up three or four charities now since his son got healed. Which is a good gesture but he was trying to buy his son's healing. The Holy Spirit said to him one thing. He said, if you receive a gift, can you pay for it? And he said, no, I can't. So why are you trying to pay for a gift that's already been restored at the cross? And he said to me, he told me the truth. He said to me, since my son got sick I said I'm gonna do all these charities to the Lord but deep down I wanted him to heal my son so I thought if I can do good my faithfulness if I can do good then Jesus will draw his attention to me now he was sick for many years he was sick for many years and he said I repent and I said now The stripes and wounds of our Lord Jesus can heal your son. But what was blocking it? His own faithfulness. You think about this. Ten days later, he's in remission. Ten days later, he's in remission, crying. He said, I'm coming to Australia. I'm coming to visit your ministry. And I said, my friend, give glory to Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who spoke through me It's God the Holy Spirit He's the one that counseled you So your faithfulness can get in the way of faith And your faithfulness can never supersede The faith of Jesus Christ Which is his word You know this? He was trying to buy his son's healing Now don't get me wrong I can understand that man's pain now but I know who to go to because he purchased it for me and when you're desperate and you've got a thousand pastors to pray for you I declare healing in the name of Jesus I declare healing here Holy Spirit what's blocking him now every situation is different One person was sick in the Bible. He said he was made like this, so the glory of God can be glorified in him. Now, not everything is spiritually connected to unbelief and the devil. There's wisdom in this area. But his own faithfulness, I'm going to be faithful and feed the poor and open up charities. But deep down in his spirit, he was thinking that if I can do these things, I'm going to please the Lord and he's going to turn his attention to me. What works is it that we do to believe? And he said, believe in the the one that he sent. Now there is wisdom in this. How many times have you trusted your own faithfulness to get results? (laughs) Uh, I share a testimony. This is a shock to me when I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me in the hospital now I went to visit a pastor he was very sick he was dying he was in ministry for 40 years and I say this not to look down on anyone I say this not to look down on anyone but to give an example that you can be on the highest level of your walk with God and still get stuck And, uh, and the pastor, 40 years in ministry, he got sick very bad. The Lord used this man for healing signs and wonders around the whole world. And they called me to come and pray. And I got to the place and the Holy Spirit said, I can't heal him. And I thought, am I hearing right? the Holy Spirit said, I can't heal him. And I said to the Holy Spirit, why? And he said to me, because he's trusting in his own faithfulness. Lord, I traveled the whole world and I've done all these amazing things for you. You used me to do all these things for you. Why am I in this situation? Why am I in this situation? His own faithfulness was blocking the Holy Spirit from healing him through faith. Are we understanding now? Are you connecting the dots in your heart now? Is it making sense to you? Your own faithfulness, we are called to be faithful to Christ. So faith is what creates faithfulness. Not our own obedience in our own faithfulness that brings results. I want you to know this. Now this can connect in many ways in your personal journey. For example, you're fasting, you're praying, you're giving, you're helping, you're serving. You're trusting your own faithfulness to bring blessings. You're trusting your own faithfulness to get results what is that that's called pride that's called self-righteousness are you listening why so many people are stuck is because their faithfulness gets attacked they have nothing to stand on anymore because they're relying on how hard and strong (laughs) they can stand rather than how much they they receive it from Christ you begin to understand Why people don't see the right results in their journey? Lord, I'm preaching your gospel, Lord. I've won many for you, Lord. I've done so much for your kingdom. Why are we suffering? Instead, I resist it in the name of Jesus Christ. I resist you, Satan. Greater is the one who's in me. You see your defense? Your defense can be in your own faithfulness, that's unbelief. Or your defense can be in faith, which is what Christ done. Are you understanding? So the Holy Spirit steers me this way. I say, which way are we going to go? And he showed me why so many believers in this place or online, anywhere, are suffering. Because they're trusting their own faithfulness to protect them, their own faithfulness to move them forward at their vehicle stalls. You must understand something there is a major principle in the Bible in how we please God how do we please God without faith it's impossible to please him now what is faith what is faith faith is a gift from God what is faithfulness it's your obedience Faith, Ephesians 2, is a gift from God. The Bible says we're saved through grace, through faith, lest any man boast. Now, faith is a gift from God, but the trouble is, is that when you begin to pray out of your own faithfulness, you become stuck. And you're praying, and the Holy Spirit's not coming. The power is not coming. The fruit and the result of faith is not coming. and you begin to think what does Paul say the one who boasts he boasts in the lord he knows what the flesh can do paul says i can boast more than anyone in the new testament he said that you know why because he done more than anyone in the new testament for the lord but he said rather i boast let the one who boasts boast in the lord and this is a warning for us why we get sidetracked or why we don't see the true faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. you know why? Because when troubles come, they will come when challenges come, they will come sickness come they it will come mentally physically, spiritually. God forbid upon anyone, but they will come upon believers unfortunately, but the issue is. They're trusting their own faithfulness to get results. They're trusting their own faithfulness to stand. And what does the Bible say? When we remain faithless, He remains. Why? Because His faith always brings a promise. Our faithfulness can fail us. When challenges come, your faithfulness can fail you. When unforgiveness comes, your faithfulness can fail you when trials come your obedience to him can fail you you begin to see what am i to hold on to my strength or what god said but i prayed and i didn't see anything that's your own faithfulness that's causing you to stay like this i prayed nothing happened i prayed and nothing moved I prayed and I didn't see the results. I got all these people, the men and women of God, to pray for me. And I didn't see anything. You know why? The issue is not the one who prayed. The issue is that you're relying on your own faithfulness. You're relying on your own strength to hold you rather than the faith that promises results. Faith has to come. Faith has to come. It will produce results. And I want to encourage you today to understand this. That am I walking in my own strength? Yes, we fast. Yes, we pray in the Spirit. They're all the fruits of faith. But are you relying on your own strength to see results? Because anyone can get stuck in this area. Are you listening? Are you relying on your own strength, the way way you pray, how hard you pray, how hard you fast, how hard you serve, how hard you give because very, very easily you can fall into this place. There's an example in the Bible. I'll read it to you. Where are we going? So how many people here when they're defeated, their faithfulness changes? How many people here when they're not moving forward anymore, their faithfulness changes. How many people here, when hardship, when trials comes, when healing, when sicknesses, when attacks come, their faithfulness changes? That's how you know that you're operating still in your own strengths. Because the Bible says, what does the Bible say? I'll, let's We'll read it. Let's go. Luke chapter 18, we'll read this one first. I have a couple, or I'll probably have many. Luke chapter 18, verse 10 to 14. Are are we understanding this? Understanding this? Everyone understand this for their own journey? Yes, we're understanding. Yes, it's relating to you now. Seeing why you're not seeing the true results of faith. It's very dangerous. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. And I give a tenth of all I get. Now, this man's prayer got rejected. But what was he coming to God with? His own faithfulness. God rejected his prayer. Now, why would God put this in the New Testament? Because he's showing you two methods of prayer that a New Testament believer will pray. That's why. He's showing you the difference between the flesh when it prays, this man and the spirit when he prays mercy you understand i read it again uh, we'll keep going sorry but the tax collector stood at a distance he would not even look up to heaven but beat his breast and said god have mercy on me a sinner now this speaks of the cross this speaks how we approach god the mercy seat we enter the throne room of grace to receive help Grace and mercy in time of need. You begin to see there are two methods of prayer. One fleshly one, demonic, and one spiritual one that God answers. And it shows you how evil self righteousness is when it begins to get in your prayer. You become judgmental, critical, and you begin to look down on everyone else. Not only do you boast how good you are, You begin to look down on everyone else, judge everyone else, be critical of everyone else. God doesn't answer your prayer. The Bible says that that man went justified rather than this man. But what was really boasting in? His own faithfulness. His own strength. And you begin to see, how am I uh, approaching God in prayer? Because these two people are praying to God. You begin to see. How am I actually approaching God? Okay. We'll go to First Corinthians chapter one. I'll read this. I, I want to read this. First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty five to thirty one. Now look what it says here. It says this is because the foolishness of God is not foolishness at all, and is wiser than men, far beyond human comprehension. And the weakness of God is stronger than men, far beyond the limits of human effort. Now, isn't that interesting here? The weakness far beyond the limits of human effort, showing showing that your faithfulness, your faithfulness, which is self-righteousness, in a way without faith being the dictator can allow you can allow you to suffer now i'll keep going just look at your own calling believers considered wise according to human standards not many powerful or influential not many of high and noble birth. but god has selected the foolish things of the world to shame the wise revealing their ignorance, and God has selected for His purpose the weak things of the world, to shame the things which are strong, revealing their frailty. God has selected for His purpose the insignificant base things of the world, and the things that are despised and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, so that He might reduce to nothing the things that are so that no one may be able to boast in the presence of God. But it is from Him that you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, revealing His plan of salvation and righteousness, making us acceptable to God, and sanctification, making us holy and setting us apart for God, and redemption, providing our ransom for the penalty for sin so then as it is written in Scripture he who boasts and glories let him boast and glory in the Lord so you begin to see here the dangers of your own faithfulness getting in the way of faith now your own faithfulness can have limitations yes your faithfulness can have limitations that's why so many believers don't see the Lord in the way that the Lord wants them to see Him. It's because they're basing, their, they're basing their faith with Christ on their own commitment and their own faithfulness. Now all those encounters I had with the Lord had nothing to do with my faithfulness. Because I didn't even read the Bible when the Lord came to me. I didn't know anything. All He said was to build a shelter and I went outside and I built my shelter. So my faithfulness didn't allow me to have an encounter with God. It was my call to Him. I called to Him. So you begin to look back and say, wow, how controlling I have become in my journey. Why the Holy Spirit has stopped speaking to me. Why the Holy Spirit has stopped dictating and dominating and leading me. It's because... I'm trying to get to him in my own faithfulness. Now the Holy Spirit shows us these things. You know why? So you don't get stuck. So you get out of this place. Yes? Have you ever wondered why the Holy Spirit stops speaking? Have you ever wondered why God's not? leading you anymore? This is one major factor and issue with Christians today. It's how hard they can pray. It's how hard they can stand. And believe me, I learned this from many years ago, that one encounter with God is better than 10 years me standing that's why I live for encounters with the Lord. I live for encounters with the Holy Spirit. You know why? One sentence. Three years reading the Bible, eight hours a day. Three years reading the Bible, eight hours a day. In my own strength, he said one sentence that changed my walk. He said to me, do you read the Word of God to serve me, or do you read the Word of God to know me? One sentence. That allowed me to know the Holy Spirit in the way that I do now. But eight hours a day reading the scriptures, that I was hungry. I was so hungry for the Lord, I didn't know how I'm going to get to Him. And the, the hunger of God, it moves God. Hunger moves God. It does. Hunger allowed that, hunger allowed Him to come and speak to me because I wanted him. But isn't that interesting that your own faithfulness when you've hit a roadblock, when you've hit a place where you cannot move anymore, it actually blocks faith from steering you further. It actually allows you to be stuck. Now many people here spiritually, they feel like they are. And what I mean by feeling stuck is with the Holy Spirit absent from your life. You know the scriptures, you you know the Lord Jesus, what he done for you at the cross, but the Holy Spirit's absent. Let me encourage you here, when you face all those things, and faithfulness cannot allow you to stand anymore, what are you meant to do? As a believer, what are you meant to do? Let's read it. We'll go to Romans 10. Nine to seventeen. Now, this is very important that you know this, because this is the barrier. Paul here is showing us the difference. You know, there's a you know there's a difference between believing and having faith. There are two different principles in a person's journey. I'm going to speak about it maybe next week. There, are t- there is a difference between believing and having faith. But I'll share it here. Paul puts it in a beautiful way to allow us that you can believe in your heart. How many people believe in their heart that Jesus took their place on the cross? Yeah. How many people have seen active faith through the Holy Spirit every day, God working their life? People would question that. Yes? How many people have seen the power of God? But that's faith. Believing is what Jesus has done for you. You're in right standing with Him. Having faith To operate in the Holy Spirit and operate through the Word of God is another principle. Now Paul shows us here the issue why. He says here, because if you acknowledged and confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Now this is about believing now. He's setting a condition here about believing. That Jesus Christ took your place and you're saved. Meaning you're in right standing with him when you accept him. Let's keep going. For with the heart a person believes. Now he's given us a distinction of the two types of faith in Christ as Savior. Resulting in his justification that is being made righteous. Being freed of the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. Now that's one condition of believing in Christ, that doesn't allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life You're just right standing with Christ You haven't done anything for the Lord yet Now the next part here And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly Resulting in confirming his salvation Now what's here? There are two principles here Believing yeah, in your heart that you're right standing with God the next one has to do with what you release out of your mouth. Are you understanding? So re, so can, so believing in your heart that you're in right standing with Christ because of his blood is believing. Faith has to do with what begin to speak it. What does the Bible say? That his word he will never return void. Your faithfulness can return void, especially when challenges and trials come. What are you putting your hope and trust in? Your faithfulness, which can be hot and cold at times, unfortunately, it's the truth. Or God's word that's unwavering. You begin to see. That shows you not to trust in your own strength, but what God's word has said that's the difference why so many people crumble in their journey is because they're trusting in their own faithfulness to see results they're trusting in their own faithfulness to bring blessings they're trusting in their own faithfulness to see that mountain move it doesn't move but through God's Word now many Christians are living in the first dimension I believe I'm in right standing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The next thing, they are lazy. Lazy. Lord, you know what I need. Surely you know what I'm going through. Everything will get well, it gets worse. God's given you authority. And he responds to what? John 6.63 The flesh profits nothing. Nothing. Nothing good comes out of the flesh. The words I speak to you, they are the spirit, they are the life. How does the Holy Spirit respond? To the word of your mouth. Your faithfulness cannot take you where faith is meant to take you. Believe me, I fast and I pray. I'm in the word. I'm a doer of what he asks. But I learned that principle. That it's not by might, not by faithfulness. But his spirit. I learned this key. That in this way, I learned in my journey, I'm not suffering a loss. I come I come to challenging places. The word comes out. Lord, I agree with your word. You know, in the Bible, you can actually insult his word. Just like you insult the Holy Spirit, just like you insult the Son. There is authority in the Word. There are two types of authorities for the Word of God, the logos and the Rhema. Now, how does now how does belief happen? So let's say you want to see faith. So let's say you want to see faith. Operate in your life. How does it operate? It operates first with believing So you as a, as a believer, what are you meant to do? You're meant to get familiar with the word of God Then you start to see the spiritual authority of the word coming How many people when they are in challenges or they are in trials, they begin to confess the word like a good steward does. Satan came to Jesus. He said, man shall not live on bread alone. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He showed you that the Holy Spirit attracted to what? Faith. And if you don't know the word of God in situations, your faithfulness will not uphold you. It would not protect you. You would fail. Your vehicle would stall. And then unbelief. That's the way unbelief speaks. Lord, you know what I'm going through. Lord, why am I going through these things? The Bible says that we will have trouble in this world. but take heart, He's overcome the world. And what does overcome the world in our journey? What is it? What overcomes the world? First John, Second John, third John speaks about it. Our faith. Did Jesus say, I pray that you, to Peter, that your faithfulness will not fail me? He said, Your faith will not fail you. So Jesus prayed for one thing. What is it? That we operate in faith. And then he said, When that faith that he prayed for, that's given from Jesus Christ, which is a gift, then go back and strengthen others. So what's protecting you now? Your own obedience, how much you can pray? how hard you can stand, because that will not bring results. That will not bring a person that's sick for the sickness to leave. It will not bring a breakthrough. It will not bring a blessing. Faith in Christ brings the blessing. And I share those examples about the pastor and that man in America. And you will think, wow, well, what a good gesture. Wow, well, he's actually blocking the healing from coming to his son. So, there has to be discernment in your journey. There has to be discernment. How am I coming to Christ? How am I coming to Him? Based on how hard I pray, does that mean you don't pray? (laughs) The Bible says, pray without ceasing. But what is your approach? What is your approach? Based on how hard you can stand, when troubles come, you won't be able to stand. That's why so many people struggle when they hit roadblocks, when they hit walls, when they hit mountains, when they hit challenges. It's because they trusted in how much they can stand. They didn't trust the Lord to make them stand. Who protects you from the evil one? How hard you walk or the Lord? You begin to see now, wow, I understand now why warfare keeps coming to me. I understand now why I keep getting attacked. Because how much I pray, how much I stand is what's keeping him away. So when you don't pray, he's at your door again. And you think, what does he he keep coming for? What does he keep attacking me for? And you begin to see. That's how you can begin to discern. You're trusting in your own faithfulness. I do a lot for the Lord, but when I'm not doing nothing, I struggle to rest. I'm just giving examples. I do a lot for the Lord and I feel most active in the Spirit when I'm preaching, when I'm doing, feeding, spreading the gospel. But when I'm resting at home, I can't sit still. I'm not happy. It shows that you're trusting in your own faithfulness and you haven't received the faithfulness of Christ for your rest. Can you relate? Can you relate? You start to see. I fast every week, and when I get out of my fast, I feel like something's not right inside of me. I've trusted in my fasting to bring me the results. You begin to see how dangerous it is as a believer to get stuck in this area. So which one is it? Is it faithfulness or is it faith? Because what God has said, it has to come. Paul said there are three dimensions that will not fail you. What are they? Faith, love. One remains love. But there are three pillars that will not fail you. The joy of the Lord is our strength, our hope, love, the love of Christ on the cross, and faith. There are three pillars, spiritual pillars, that will not fail us. But your own faithfulness, It's a possibility that it can fail you. And when you stand in your strength and you pray from that strength, you will not see the Holy Spirit manifest because the flesh has begun that prayer. The flesh has started that prayer. I want you to understand this. So how does a person's journey begin? Let's say he wants to have faith. But the Bible says that faith comes. It doesn't, mean it's, it doesn't mean that if you've spoken the word of God and you haven't seen the faith that that's your destination. No. The Bible says that faith will come. But how does it begin? Today we, we're facing lazy Christians. Sorry to say it in this way. Lazy Christians... God wants to give us so much and it's his greatest joy to give us two things, the kingdom and the Holy Spirit. But we are we are entering a place when we're we're lazy Christians. We're content with where we are, where God has so much for us. <coughs> Let's read a scripture. We we'll go to Matthew chapter eight verse 5 to 13. Now this is a treasure for you to show you what keeps the enemy at your door. What keeps sickness at your door? What keeps challenges at your door? What keeps trials at your door? What keeps all this tribulation at your door? Trusting your own faithfulness to protect you and to see results. Look at this here. Now Jesus lays a foundation here. How does a believer start with belief? There are two dimensions here Jesus speaks about, belief and faith. And they're two different principles. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Now here, that word there is logos. So a person who wants to begin his journey in faith Regarding the situation that is in he's meant to find the word through Christ for his situation to begin to speak that This is how you stir up faith inside of you This is one principle of the confession of the word Now, let's say you're stuck as a believer. Let's say you're challenged as a believer There is one thing that Satan responds to what is it? the authority of Jesus Christ and the Word of God. So here there are two things that Satan responds to. There are two things that God the Father responds to. The authority of Jesus Christ and the authority of the Word. Don't forget this. Now, Jesus created Jesus created, whatever it is. Healing, deliverance. There has to be discernment. But in the situation that you're in, There are some things that he created the word to get you results. There are some things that he created his name to get you results. So the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having a soldier under me, and I say to this, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said, Those who followed assuredly I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, not even in Israel. Now he's showing us here the result of a great faith. What was it? Speaking the word. So how did he begin to believe? Go back. Uh, Next one, please. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. What produced faith? Uh, sorry, what, how did he begin to believe? Speaking the Logos word. Speaking the Logos word. What did it result in? Faith. So let's say you pray now. Do you see faith straight away when you pray? Be honest with. You. Be honest. Do we? Most people don't. Why? Because that word needs to fall into your heart. Hebrews four twelve. It needs to search those places. And eliminate all the lies, and the unbelief, and the doubts, and the confusion, and the fear, and the trauma, and the past, and the future, and cocktail of things. But you start to see, but when the word has come, and it's settled in you, what does Peter say? Crave the spiritual milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. You see what the word does? The Logos word. It puts you in the right direction. But let's say you're in a situation now. I prayed, I tried. I spoke to Rabs and yeah, that's not working for me. I hear this every week. Come pray. Let's pray. Let's fast. Let's read the word of God. Situation is everyone's knocking on my door. They didn't learn. They didn't learn that their faithfulness can't make them stand they didn't learn that when troubles come they can't rely on how much they can stand rather than how they get it from Christ so many believers here have accepted defeat and they're happy with it they're happy to stay like this so many people have accepted their destiny I'm sick I prayed nothing's happened But when you go to the authority of the word, what does it promise you? It will come. It will come. All his promises are, it will come. It has to come. That's the promise of his word. But are you doing your part to confess it and be true to him, be true to yourself and speak to him? Are you doing your part? You begin to see. I'm not doing my part. I'm not confessing the word of God when I'm defeated. I'm not confessing the word of God when things go wrong. You gotta know what attracts the Holy Spirit. What attracts the Holy Spirit for a person who's on the milk? Word of God. You begin to see. You know what I when I pray now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you that I'll be healing people. I thank you that I'll be casting out demons. I thank you that I operate in your kingdom it's different now before it was the confession for what so I can grow in the beginning I needed the word for what to cast out devils to heal people to speak a word for them in the spirit no my focus in the word was to grow and now we enter another dimension of faith So the devil crushes you when it comes to, uh, you have a sickness, I prayed, nothing happened. My friend, God's word, it's settled in heaven. And his name is what? The word of God. Dipped in the blood, it's settled. Meaning he's done it all for you already. Only to be received by faith. So what has your faithfulness done in your life? Some of it has brought results, but faithfulness when it's tested or when it's crushed, it will produce what? Defeat, giving up. I have no more in my tank to move forward anymore. Ah, oh, thank you, Jesus, I survived this. Survivor mentality. You know the survivor mentality? i survived everything. I've survived this and i survived this. And I, what's the next attack? That's a survivor mentality. That's a wilderness mentality. That's trusting in your own faith. But Lord, you are good, but you're defeated. Lord, you are so, you're defeated. And you've been there all your life. Like, am I going to tell you something or are you going to like tell me? And I tell them, come on. Survivor mentality. Defeated. Because they trusted in their own faithfulness And they failed And they didn't move to that treasure That faith Is going to allow me to move forward Meaning I didn't sit in the word to grow I didn't sit in the word To be transformed I didn't sit in the word To see where the Lord wants to take me That's the issue That's the issue What was the real issue? is that people use the word of god wrongly the word of god for a babe or for a person on the milk is to focus on what grows character heart old ways to the new life you understand then you receive another authority kingdom holy spirit but it said That people go through challenges, people go through trials, people go through hardship, that's their destiny. They have built their destiny on that image of suffering, on that image of defeat, on that image of failure, and they've accepted to live with it. So how does belief begin to take place? You begin to speak that word. For what major reason? To grow. Okay. Let's look at some scriptures. Ephesians 1 3. We'll go there first, the last one. Look, he already done it. Now, you may, think, you may think here, you may think here. Every struggle, every challenge, every attack, Jesus already settled it. Ephesians 1 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He done it for us already it's ours but how do you approach the word of god to grow to change to be transformed to submit to surrender you begin to see are you plain with the lord are you plain with the lord jesus christ in your life are you plain with the lord jesus christ in your life it's true 1st Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 look here for this reason we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God which you heard from us you welcomed it not as the word of man but as it is truth the word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. You start to see now, effectively works in you who... So what did that man start with? Go your way? Because you have believed? What did it begin with? The Word of God working with in your heart. Now so many people want to see faith operate in their life but it begins with the confession of your mouth the confession of your mouth if you are not busy in the word if you are not rightly handling the word of truth your journey would be forever blurred you must know where you're going the first encounter you have with the Word of God is to focus on the growth The second encounter you have with the Word of God is for the Kingdom, is for the Holy Spirit, is for power. But what are you growing from? 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 You're growing from the old nature, from sin, the love for the world, self-righteousness, pride, you start to see the enemy. The enemy is the image of self. It's true. But you begin to see why so many people's vehicles are stalling and they don't have that connection with the Holy Spirit. I knew where God's Word was taking me in the beginning to change my heart, to become like Christ. I knew it. And I focused on this area, and I still do. And now we get promoted, we get blessed to the next dimension of our faith. I want to encourage you, you're not meant to stay here. But I'm showing you the trap of trusting in your own faithfulness rather than the gift of faith. Proverbs 35 please so Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5 look every word of God is pure he is a shield to those who put their trust in him the word will not fail you it will not but if you are rightly handling the word of truth yeah you you will mature in the way God wants you to mature Now you begin to ask yourself now, from day to day, how am I treating the Word of God? Am I treating it to grow? Immaturity, selfishness, greed, pride, sin, rebellion, am I growing from this area? Because then, then I won't be able to mature and operate in the faith God wants me to operate in. We'll go to another scripture. Colossians 3.16. Have I read that? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So you begin to see the first encounter God has to have with you. The natural word of God, the logos, the printed word of God. we go to another one. Who Whoever needs healing, this is a scripture. Did I write it down? Oops. Oh yeah, I did. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. So I had challenges come my way. I had challenges come my way. And when I faced challenges regarding my health, I went. I went to the room and I confessed the word of God for one hour every day for two years. And I can't tell you what happened because I saw healing come to me. Because every day I was in the atmosphere of faith, faith had to come. You know you can be in the atmosphere of faith. How do you be in the atmosphere of faith from every day? When you're in the word. You're giving the chance for the Holy Spirit to come and pay you a visit. It's, a, it's, it's real. It's true. But are you giving him the opportunity to come in the atmosphere? Or does he come to a place where there's complaining, doubt, unbelief? I encourage you. Look what it says here. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them. Health to all your body. What is your medicine? Word of God. You will not notice until you face challenges. You have the doctor's report knocking on your door, you have the world knocking on your door, you have Google knocking on your door. This symptom, they have a name for everything. Jesus has the solution. He has the solution. Be a diligent person, sit in the word, identify where you are, identify where you need Him for your journey and move because the word will come it will never return void it's true it's true you know Jesus in the scriptures he needed belief to operate you know Jesus in the scriptures he couldn't operate wherever he went he needed belief He needed faith to to operate into someone's life. If you're not in the atmosphere of God's word regarding where you are in your journey, you will stay there. And then your situation will be your faith. You know how many times I hear it, I prayed, nothing happened? The devil is crafty. He is very crafty. He will show you pain every day to show you all the trauma you went through in the past to dictate your future you have authority to break it but what do you have to do confess the word Saint Paul says I believe and I confess you have to begin to speak it over your life for two to three years for one hour every day I just spent one hour declaring the word for my situation I got out of that place many times So you begin to think now here, am I trusting in faith that will always produce the true results, nothing less but the best, or am I trusting in my experience based on my faithfulness? You begin to think. Why so many people are not able to see the Holy Spirit and have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit Because they're basing God on their faithfulness. They're basing God on their own experience. And God cannot lift you from glory to glory. Because it's how hard you stand. So when you don't stand, you don't walk anymore. When you don't stand, you don't pray anymore. When you don't stand, you don't submit anymore. You see how your own faithfulness ends up being a hedge that blocks you from moving forward? Even your prayer life, when you are not, when you are faith, faithless, will destroy you. You'll pray out of defeat. You'll pray out of failure. You'll pray out of confusion. You'll pray from a place of lost. You begin to see, what am I operating in? God's promise, God's word, or the way I can stand? That's why so many people are not seeing the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, because it's their faithfulness against. God's unwavering faith. And what does God latch on to? His faith, which is a gift. And that means you have to go back to the Word of God and begin to build that foundation in you. Amen? Okay, let's pray. So I probably say this every week. But I just want you to receive the word. It's not about coming here every single week and getting prayer from me. Let the word settle in your heart. If there is someone here that I haven't prayed for before, I'm happy to pray for you. But please let the word settle in your heart. I gave you some examples that will change the way you walk with God today. Your faithfulness against faith. We thank you Jesus we thank you Lord Jesus you said when two or more gather in my midst here I am in the midst of them we thank you Lord you're the Lord over this meeting you are the truth in why we stand Lord Jesus you are the truth it's you alone Lord that deserves all the glory From here to your throne of grace, we worship you. We thank you for your unfailing word that gives us assurance that what we ask for, you'll be granted to us. Thank you that the heaven and earth pass away, your words will not. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have magnified your word above your name. Your word is settled in heaven, is dipped in the blood and his name is the word of god jesus christ thank you lord you are the word that becomes flesh and i pray for the word to be implanted in us so that we may grow thereby i pray for every person here today lord that they may grow in your word no more would they cry to you out of the realm of emotions and feelings out of the realm of defeat out of the realm of being broken they will speak faith thank you speak faith speak the word of God the man said speak the word and it shall be done no more are you out a tree your walk with Christ in this way. No more emotionally manipulation, how much you can stand, how much you give, how much you pray, how much you fast, but what He done. What Jesus done has been settled in heaven. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, and I pray for this grace to come upon us that we may walk in your truth. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. And I pray, Lord, that you change every heart today, that they may understand that it's your faith at the cross that allows us to ask whatever you want in the Father's name, and it will be granted to us. Amen. Amen. So just a quick update um for Father's Day um this Sunday upstairs we're going to be having a fellowship meal um really can you come professor cuz you make me uh... So are we doing meals everyone brings something So whoever wants to um organize any types of dishes please see my wife she'll organize it all <coughs> So we'll be having a fellowship meal together on Sunday. Would love for you all to be there, and we want to honor all the fathers um, that are serving their families, but also honor the honor the body of Christ. We like to build a fellowship and a family with each other, so we'd love for you to be part of it. So feel free, if you no no pressure. You don't need to bring any food. And if you if you're doing it tough in the what in the in the perspective of money, you don't need to put any money. Just come and have a meal with us and enjoy yourselves. Amen. Bless you all and love you. Amen. What's that? Sorry, 30 Sunday upstairs.